Welcome to season two of Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast, where I talk about life after divorce with a playful, fresh, out-of-the-box perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, spicy conversations, and tips to happiness. Are you ready for an amazing act two? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get your new beginning started. I am so excited for you to be part of this episode today. It is going to be delicious. But first, I have to ask you some burning questions right out of the gate. Are you just starting to date after divorce and maybe making some what I like to call newbie naive moves? Or perhaps, perhaps you're feeling frustrated by yet another disappointing, awkward first date. I know those are the worst. Or maybe, maybe you've been dating for a while now, like me, and you're just, you're just not finding the type of connections that you're really wanting, or you keep investing into people only to not have it work out time and time again. I know dating, it can be exhausting and discouraging and really damn confusing. But today you are in such good hands because my guest, relationship expert, author, and award-winning podcaster, Jennifer Herbitz, well, she has your back and she wants you to date smarter after divorce. I know, so delicious. I love so many things about Jennifer. I met her over a year ago when I was admiring her Instagram page. It is very witty and clever. And I I personally like to call her the closer of dating coaches because through her wise and witty, so witty dating tips, she she gets the job done. I know she's going to give you the most amazing advice today. And so I'm going to I'm going to let this conversation go a little bit longer than I usually do because I want you to have as much time with Jennifer as possible. Yeah, she's that good. I know. That sounds spicy, right? I know. So fun. Now, let's get this game-changing conversation started with some burning questions. Burning questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds. Well, I am so excited, ecstatic, overjoyed to have one of my favorites on the podcast today, Jennifer, you delicious, lovely creature, you. Welcome to the podcast. It's official. You're officially so in the house. I can't believe it. It's been, it's been too long. It's been I'm too so long. Jennifer is one of the funniest relationship experts around. She keeps it real. She keeps it raw. She's relatable. And again, she is funny. I'm blushing. I'm so nervous. I don't know. I'm so nervous. I'm going to do a good job for you, my girlfriend. Okay. Well, we're going to break the ice with uh, some burning questions. (gasps) This is what's making me so nervous. I know. It's going to be so (laughs) delicious, though. You just free flow it, girl. Just Okay, let's go. Let's do it. Okay, 60 seconds is officially on the clock, and these questions have been tailored just for you. Would you say you have a love-hate relationship with Canva? Oh, I love it. Is what are you looking for ever a good question to ask on a dating app? No. Who is a basketball player you secretly have a crush on? I gotta think about it. Um, Chris Weber. Are you a spontaneous person or a planner? Oh, a little bit of both. Can, is that fair? It's fair. What is something you used to do when dating, but you would never do now? Text crazy, like a crazy texter. I was a crazy, needy, needy, crazy texter. <laughs> do you prefer going out or staying in? A little bit of both, but now staying in. 
In your opinion, what is more important in a relationship, compatibility or chemistry? Oh, shit, Sadie. Um, oh, shit. You know what? Compatibility at this point in my life. Did you really have a date lick your face without your consent? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you tend to overspend when you're going to Target? Yes. Yes, I do. Did you read my stuff? How do you know these things? Yes. Hey, they're tailored just for you, honey. Okay. Finish this question. Okay. When I think about going on a first date, I feel... Excited. I love first dates. I'm so good at them. <laughs> when, when you're hungry in the middle of the night, oh. what is your go-to snack? Ugh, Nutella and pretzels. Being an expert relationship coach is delicious because... Oh, I love to help other people and like help that they don't make the mistakes I made. Do most of the people you coach really know what they want when they start to date? No. <laughs> no, I'm so surprised by that one. No, they don't. Oh, that was delicious. Oh, that was so much fun. Look oh, at you. <laughs> Nutella and pretzels. I'm going to try that later. So like good. I said earlier in the episode, I fell in love with Jennifer uh, over mm-hmm. a year ago. I was just new to Instagram. I had no idea how to use the gram. And I found her page and it's just glowing. It's like a, a sparkly, delicious delight. So you have to follow her. I'm like, oh my God, this woman is creative and funny. And now she's my Instagram sister. So I'm so excited to have you on the episode to talk about how can we date smarter after divorce, Jennifer, because, oh my God, we need your help. The listener and I, we are on the edge of our seats. We are all ears. But I have I have to say, my last burning question, you said that a lot of people don't know what they want. That is so true. And I think that, I'll use myself as an example, you know, I'm ethically non-monogamous. Yes. And so for so long, I was like, oh, I want some chemistry. Give me some chemistry <laughs> after divorce, right? Oh my God. And then I met someone I really actually liked. And Mm. I was not prepared for that. And I have made so many gaffes in this relationship, like so many, because what I wanted changed from what I initially wanted. But I think think that we have to really know what we want before we start to date. So can you give us some smart tips about how to do that better? Well, you know, it's true. When my, when clients come to me, they, they sit down, they think they know what they want. They think they know, but right after divorce, I don't think anybody knows. I really don't. I don't think anybody has any clue. And that's my first thing that I, I really do. When I meet my clients, I say to them, look, you don't have to be the perfect version of yourself. I don't want you to be the perfect version because you're never going to be. You're going to grow. You're going to evolve. You're going to change. And that's good. But I do think you need to know who you are as a person alone, right? Your alone self. Like, can you sit in your alone space? Can you be, in, you know, for how long? Handle yourself as an alone person before you start dating. So first of all, are you ready to date? That's the first question I ask. So that's a qualifier. You have to be comfortable with yourself, even if you want to date casually. I think you just still have to know like who you are as a person, because you were with this, whether you're, you know, um, married for four years, five years, 12 years. Some, some people come to me, they've been married for 20 years and they're like, I'm ready to date. I'm like, are you really? (laughs) <laughs> are you really? Do you put like, like the you bright really? like interrogation yes. light? Are you really ready? I give, the, I give them the lie detector <laughs> test. I'm like, Zzz. but then here's the other question too. It's like, what is your why? Like, why? This is what I would ask you. Like, why are you dating? Like, I don't care if you're ethical non, you know, ethically non monogamous. Thank you. Yeah. I can never E&M. say you know. I can't. It just rolls off my tongue so easily yes, now. But anyway, you're so good at it. But you know, whether you're <laughs> looking so for long term, whatever it is, 
it doesn't matter what you want. It matters the why that you want it, right? Like, I don't care if you want to go out and have sex with everybody in the city, own that, do it. Great. I'm proud, whatever it is, but know your why, because then when you get to your first date and someone says to you, which I hate, what are you looking for? You can say with all 100%, you know, you know it, you own it, you sit in it. I want to just have sex and that's okay. And they'll stay or they'll go. And they'll stay or they'll go because you know what? You know your why. You know your why. And my friend, my colleague, Tanya Carter, she was the one who came up with the, you know your why. I love it. I have to give her credit. You know your why, right? So I think that's what's what's important. And when when your why changes, like it's in for me, because my why changed. That's okay. It threw me. It threw me. You were shocked. I was, I was, I was pretty overwhelmed. So what, can I ask what you did? <laughs> well, like I said, I had many gaps because my why changed and, 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 okay. and it's been good practice to being more vulnerable and saying my why has changed. And this is what I need now from this relationship. Are you in or are you out? Thank you. And that's a nice segue because look at you, Miss Podcaster. That's, that's exactly right. Now you have to ask and you have to say, and you have to use your words. You have to say, look at here's what I want. And he has to say, here's what I want. And if it doesn't match, it ain't going to work. That's right? so true. And not. don't try and make it work, but we'll get to that no, part don't. later. Let's, 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 let's stop. Yes, <laughs> okay, I'm okay. going ahead. I'm jumping. start at the very beginning. Yes, please. So we have yes. to start in order to get dates, usually in today's day yes. and age, on a dating app. So yes. you know your why. You know yes. your why. And that's a great thing because on a dating app, you have to write a bio. So what Absolutely. is a smarter way, Miss hmm. Expert, to do that? My favorite. I love writing about it. So you know I'm a writer. So you the bio are. for me so is clever. Such a great writer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's my favorite part. So I like to tell my clients a couple of things. First of all, keep it short. Keep it concise. Keep it witty. Keep it smart. Keep it. Make sure your grammar's correct, please. All that good stuff. Use Grammarly, for God's sake. It's not that hard. Your, your yes. to <laughs> these. It's not that hard. But also, make sure it ends with a question. Oh, okay. I love this part because, you know, everyone's always like, Hey, what's up? What are you doing? You're beautiful, whatever. But if you give someone a question to answer at the end, like pineapple on your pizza or pepperoni, or, you know, what's your favorite basketball team? Or I love sports. What's your favorite? Then someone has something to like, like answer. It's a good setup. Yes. setup. Thank you. It's a good setup. Right. So I always like to end with the closer. That's what I call it. You know, question closer. And I like to start with something like a tagline, like something uh, highlighting, you know, um, here in Charlotte, we have lots of blondes, right? Tons of blondes. So if I have a brunette client, I'll say something like in a sea of blondes, you're, um, if you're searching for a brunette in a sea of blondes, something like that, you know, like something catchy, catchy, spicy, that is something spicy, spicy, right? Um, Use that girl. Use it, use it, use it. gives you a little like stand, you know, attention grabber, right? Attention grabber. Yeah. Ooh, that's delicious. Okay. But I do have something. Can I add one more yes, thing? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. It's yes. really important. Really okay, important. Okay, okay. Don't give away the ranch. Don't give it oh. all away in a bio. I don't care what you, I, I like to say, like tease a little ooey, bit. Tease like an ooey gooey chocolate candy with that center in the middle. That's like hard candy that you suck on and suck like a tootsie roll pop. Like how many licks does it take to get to the center? Don't give all your information on that dating profile, on that bio. Let them work for it. Let someone work for it. Don't give away all your secrets. It's important. It's a great note. That's a great note. Okay. So now you have this bio and the photos are pretty, I mean, obvious. You want your best photos. Put your best self forward. Do you have any other smart yes, tips around I do. that? You're going to love this one. Okay. Hire a professional. Oh, hire. Yeah. That's, if you live in Minnesota, hire yes, me. That's exactly right. Because here's the thing. If you can't do it yourself, you need just like if you can't, you know, plunge your toilet, you get a professional to that's do it. so true. 
I'm just saying, you need to find someone, you want to invest in this profile. This is like your calling card. This is it. This is the first thing people see, right? Um, I'd rather that my clients have one fantastic picture than 14 like crappy ones. Okay. Because remember people look at that first one and then they swipe through the rest and they're like, oh, oh, well, she was cute in the first one or guy, he looked great in the first picture, but these next 10 are like, eh. no, give me three great pictures. That's it. You don't need to bombard us with crap. And is it okay to have all three be professional pictures? Because yes. sometimes it is. Okay. Because yes. sometimes I wonder, because I have plenty of professional pictures of myself. Yep. I'm a photographer. Yep. And I wonder, gosh, if I don't use one selfie, maybe they nope. don't think it's actually me. Oh, that's a good point. You know what? I think. So usually really I include a couple point. selfies just so they know I'm an actual real person. Um, you know what? I never even thought about that. But you know what? I think oh, that's a st- that you stopped me on that one. I'll be honest. I don't know. I, it's actually a good point. If the Hervitz approved pictures, selfie pictures, like, yes. 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 I okay. think as long as they look good, as long as they look good, I don't care what they are. If it's a selfie or it's a, I just don't like group shots. No. Yeah. Group shots. Not a fan of group shots. Too confusing. Too confusing. The chicken and hen thing. Right. 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 Stay away. Yes. So we have the bio, we have the, the pictures, the professional yes. photos, and now we're excited to start swiping. How can mm. we, from the very beginning, be smarter around the swiping. Okay. You're not going to like this. Your people are not going to like me for this, but I'm I'm just going to say it. Okay. 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 I'm just going to put it out there. I coach a little bit differently than a lot of coaches. I, and some people don't listen to me, but they should. (laughs) I really, here's the thing. Once you're on the app, you need to, my, my goal is to get you off of it as soon as possible. I don't want you sitting there on an app for years, fiddling around, getting the dopamine rush, just hanging out with your friends. No, I want you to meet someone and get off that app. I don't want you or to meet a couple that. people, meet a couple, yeah, sure, whatever it is, whatever right, you right, talk, right, right, well, right. when you meet, you're going to tell me, yeah, yeah. but you know, the thing is, I, I don't want you to use it as your, your home base to, to like, you know, I don't want you messaging there. I don't want you talking there. I want you to get off the app. Okay. And also I want you to choose three apps. I'm giving away all my secrets. I feel like no one's going to hire me. Only use three apps. You're the, the best apps that your coach tells you to use for the time. Cause things change. Sure. Like, sure. Used to be like, this one was great. And now this one's great. You know what I'm saying? And then I want you to pay for them. Okay. When you invest in an app, you know that the people that have also paid on the other side, they're investing in that app. So you get higher quality people and higher quality like information. And they're not as late. They're not going to be lazy because they're investing. Yes, ma'am. So true. Yes, right? We so, don't appreciate I, things that are free. These are facts. No, that's true. That's mm-hmm. absolutely true. So it takes a little longer maybe to like do the application or do the app or whatever. Like, okay, Cupid takes like five days, but it's okay. Five days. You get more, <laughs> I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but you know what I'm It takes like a year. <laughs> It's a good one. Okay. So the swiping, okay. So the swiping though, I mean, should you just swipe, swipe, swipe? Like, how do you, how do you, you have to be intentional. You have to be intentional about your swiping. Um, I like to say if you're swiping, so my clients will say to me, look, I'll ask them, are you swiping for fun? Are you swiping intentionally? Like what's, what's the, the goal here? Like if you're swiping for fun, go ahead and swipe all day. But if you're swiping with a purpose, it's a lot different, right? You have to know your non-negotiables. I want you to really look at what that, look at the picture. That's great. But I want you to read the bio. I want you to read what's going on there because you cannot fit a square peg in a round hole. You cannot. I have learned can, this. I'm sure the listener has learned this. No matter how they don't listen to try. me. Why don't you listen? We're going to get to that. Okay. We're going to get to that. <laughs> Frustrating. So I mean, I tried it too. I was there. That from the there. beginning. Yeah. From the first swipe, you're vetting. You are yes. scanning the bio. You are really yes. paying attention. Yes. That's how you're going to you date smarter on these apps. Yes. And so when you meet with your coach and every coach really does this, you make a list of non-negotiables, right? Am I going all over the place? Or do you no, this is brilliant. 
Okay. So you make a list of non-negotiables and some coaches let you make thousands or you put down everything. Like he, if he's not six feet tall, if he doesn't have purple eyes, if he doesn't, I don't, I say pick five, pick five that, and that is it because you can't be that picky. You right. can't be. And from that make, five, you're probably going to get three if you're lucky. Yes. If you're lucky. That's just but the you real have, truth. Thank you. Yes. But you have to be open to meeting people that are not in that. You've got to, you've got to keep your an open mind because life is, throws you things that you may not, you know, you may not want to date a guy who's six feet, but guess what? He's six feet and, and he ends up being fabulous. You have to give people a chance. I agree. I really think. Okay. Okay. How long do you wait for a response? So on Bumble, for example, <gasps> you make oh. a match. The lady has to initiate. Yes. Say I initiate and, and then he replies and, and we have okay. a couple exchanges. And then okay. my exchange is the last exchange and he has not responded or replied for at least 24 hours. Is that too long? I'm fine with that. No. How long do you wait? You know, I don't, I mean, here's the thing. I don't consider it ghosting or cricketing until you've actually like had a conversation that's been like, you've like, you've made a date. So now if like, let's say you've been talking and you make a date, you know, a date to have a phone call or you make a date for a video call and then that happens. No. Okay. So if you make actual plans and he or she disappears, isn't responsive, you're out, but I'm done. You match. You've had a few exchanges. They haven't quite responded in a couple days. I wouldn't reach out again. Oh, so right, like, right. Okay. Right, that's, right. that's yeah, smart. I would let it sit. I would let it sit. Okay. I wouldn't reach back. Like me in the back of the day, I'd be like, if that happened to me and the guy didn't reach out in 24 hours, I'd be like, are you there? <laughs> I'd be like, hi, knock, knock. Why haven't you? I mean, like, cause you know, but you don't want to be, I was so needy, but that's a definite anxious attachment style, right? It, so it is. Yes. That's where I was okay. back in the day. Do we talk too long on dating apps before a first yes. date? Oh, look at that yes. answer. Boom. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's my, that is my, I'm telling you, that is my most difficult thing that I work with, with my clients is getting them off of those apps. I don't know if people are scared, if they're apprehensive because they don't want to meet in person, if they don't trust the person, if they want to do their due diligence, if they're, if they're hiring a private investigator, I'm not quite sure. And I don't blame them. It is scary. It's scary to get out in person. I, I get it. But if you don't meet in person, you will not know. You won't know. You cannot tell if a person is your person if you're not in person. People are different online than they are. Indeed, they are. Do you uh, recommend prior to an in-person date a smart step to have like a, a video chat or a phone Absolutely. call? Absolutely. So uh, this is what I do. I have you match. You text for, I say no longer than, I like to say two to three days before you, if the person doesn't ask you out or you don't make it like a set up a phone call at least or a video call within two or three days, I'd be done. So I move quick. So I do a match. I do a phone call. I do a video call and I do a meet in person, a short, like whether it's 20 minute date, half an hour coffee date, date, coffee, sure. coffee, ice yeah. cream, uh, whatever it is, a walk in the park. I like that to be done within a week or two tops. Wow. That is fast moving, but I fast. like it. I'm fast because you know why? If you want a, a textation ship or you want a situation ship, what's the point of dating, right? What's the point? I agree. Do you think a lot of us stay on these dating apps because we have this mindset that there's all of this supply, so to speak. And and it's like, we're kids in the candy store. Well, what's next? What's next? What's next? That's exactly right. And that's why it's not working. I mean, that's exactly, and people think I'm nuts, but I really do feel like if you constantly are looking for the next best, the next thing. best thing you are going to be looking for that for the next five, 10, 15 years. Cause guess what? Absolutely. It's not out there. Absolutely. You just have to look at, I, I, if you want to date, 
multiple people, that's, it's different, right? You're, you're, you're. But still you have to know your limit. I mean, you can only really date so many people if you want relationship. Right. But that's exactly right. So I was just going to say that if you're looking for a long-term relationship or a relationship, the only way to do it is to date literally one person at a time until it doesn't work. Because if you have, if you're, you're always second guessing that person that's across the table from you, because you're thinking, oh, you know what? I'm not so sure I like the way blah, 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 because I've got so-and-so in the wings, which I'm benching. It's called benching. So I've got this person sitting on the bench on the sidelines. Eh, you know, I'm going to go see, go out with this person and see if that's better than this person, but maybe it's not. You see what I'm saying? It's never, you're never giving that person in front of you. If you're wanting chance. a traditional monogamous yes. relationship. Yes, exactly. Thank you. That. Yes. Yeah, sure, sure. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, this has been so helpful around smart tips with dating apps. So yes. We had, you know, the phone call, the video chat, and we are going to go on our coffee date. Now, Jennifer, I love a coffee date. yes, I do too. We want the smart, smart steps for that first date, because I think that's such a, you know, it, oh, even gosh, if it's a coffee yes. date, you can really yes. blow a first date. You can. You really can. There's I've so done many it. Opportunities. I've had men do it with me. Like, you know, we all have our gaffes again on, on these first dates. So what should you always do or say? on a first date and what should you never do or say on a first date? First of all, I want everybody to take a deep breath and lower your expectations. That's first of all. I don't, I don't call Uh, them dates. Well, the room just went silent. We're like, okay. I don't call them dates. I call them meets because the first date shouldn't be a date. It's a meet. You're meeting this person. You don't know this person. You need to lower expectations and I have, I have clients that are like, oh my God, I did my hair. I did my nails. I did my makeup. I did, I got a blowout. I did. No, this person, you, this is not a person that you don't know this person. This is not the person you're going to marry. This is a person you're going to meet and just see if you have a connection. That's it. So don't make the stakes so high. Exactly. Take the pressure off yourself. Yes, yes, ah, ma'am. Because, so yes, because, yes, because that way, if you go into the date with zero expectations and you're just meeting a friend to see if it's a connection, if it doesn't work, you're not beating yourself up. You're not like, I can't believe I put on my best pair of jeans and I took a shower for five hours and I shaved my vagina. No, who cares? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I usually don't just, do that on a first date, I don't but either. you know, okay. Well, just in case. I'm just saying, but you never <laughs> I used know, to. Right? I used to, but anyway. Me too, me too. Oh, but, TMI, this then, gets to my next question. But anyway. But you know, this all goes together, right? So if you don't take so long to talk. You're not as invested. Yes. So brilliant. Look at this. Sadie's the fourth and happy podcast. Ah, Jennifer. TMI though. Again, what should you never do or say? Because I've been on dates where people, where a guy is telling me how his parents were, you know, cocaine at or crack addicts. No, 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 that's my point. That's that's the chocolate candy thing. That's that's the skeletons in your closet. No, skeletons need to stay in the closet until one month, two months, three months. No one needs to know all that shit. Nobody. Right, until they're more invested into you. Yes, because you know why? They're going to, they're less apt to break up with you. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? If they're invested in you when they hear that stuff. When they hear the sad stories. And we right. we all have them. We all have Everybody our sad stories. Everybody has baggage. Yes, absolutely. Everybody. Absolutely. And I've made that mistake so many times where I've shared like a really important part of my life, like over the prematurely, phone. Prematurely, right. Prematurely. And I'm like, why did I do that? I feel so stupid because the guy ghosts me two months later. So is that a red flag if someone has TMI on a first date? You know what? I don't think it's a red flag. Okay. I think think what it is is that we just don't know what we don't know. No one's told us and no one's taught us, right? Because we're all new at this after divorce. Unless you have a coach or you have a podcast like this to listen to, how do you know not to do that? I think you're vulnerable and you're scared and you think that you're just going to put it all out there because... 
you hear you hear someone say something like this. Well, you know, if they love you, they'll accept you're crazy. But you it's know? too premature to love you. It's too yeah. No <laughs> one's gonna love you. you. No, no one's gonna love you. Date three if you tell them that you are on. You know, it doesn't matter. They're just not. Pace the it's fun. Too soon. Pace the fun. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. How do you how do you have a, a winning moment on a first date? What is a, a smart tip to have a winning moment? You know what? I'll tell you. My favorite first dates are the ones that, first of all, you're curious, you're engaging, you're engaged, you're actively listening, you're not on your phone, you're focused. And you know what? You can do that with a friend too. Like I'm with you right now. Right. And I think to myself, we'd have a great first date. Oh, we would have the most fun. Wouldn't we? Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Like when you go out with your girlfriends, you go out with your guy friends, you go out with your, it's about the person you're with and connecting with the person. So when I have clients that say to me, well, we didn't connect to, but nothing to talk about. That's on you, right? Because I feel like sometimes you go on a meet or a date and you've automatically shut down when he walks in the door because he's not your type or you've automatically closed off everything because he's bald or he's got- I know, love the bald men, but anyway. I do too. I love yeah, a bald guy. Sexy, sexy. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. But whatever it is, right? So you've already stopped the momentum because you've seen something you don't like from his appearance. But when you sit down, you actually treat it as a friendship. You never know. Like maybe he has a business partner that he wants to fix you up with. Maybe he has a girl, a friend. Maybe it's just, it ends up being like a great connection for business. Who knows? I feel like those are the good, the best dates are the ones where you're like, just fuck it. Let's kick it and have a good time. Right? I think if you go on the positive attitude, which a lot of people don't because they've invested so much time. They put so much stock in it that they, they can't. They just can't do it. The art you've chosen to bring into your life speaks to you, doesn't it? Well, what if you could co-create a work of art that says something about you? Artist Lisa Lovejoy offers commissioned paintings to suit your unique vision, utilizing her three decades of experience. She specializes in contemporary figurative subjects, animals, and abstracts. Whether it's art for your home or corporate lobby, Lisa will meet with you to collaborate and sketch ideas for the final painting. Let Lisa Lovejoy Fine Arts create something just for you. Visit lovejoyfinearts.com to learn more. What is the smart tip to turn around a situation where maybe someone is dominating the conversation Mm. and isn't aware of it? Because we're not always super self-aware. Or maybe you're realizing, oh my gosh, I'm talking too much. I'm nervous. I'm talking too much. What's your, how do we get smarter around that? Well, A, that comes, I think, A, it comes with being nervous. I think a lot of people definitely talk more when they're nervous. And it's like, that's a big thing. I'm trying to think how to do it nicely. <laughs> I mean, I know when I, I talk a ton, right? So sometimes I just notice and I'm like, oh my God, I've been talking this whole time. Please tell me something about you. Or what do you feel about? Or I just redirect the conversation myself because I do know that I'm talking a lot. But if you notice that someone's talking, like if they're, you know, they I would maybe put my hand on his arm and say something like, um, I want to tell you something maybe nicely, like, oh my gosh, I have something that I want to share with you. Can you, you won't believe this or something like that. Like just kind of redirect it yourself. I've done the line where I say, I have really enjoyed learning so much about you. I'm curious, yeah. what do you want to know about me? Oh, oh, I mean, that's See, this is the thing. I think if you can do it like that, you're good. I think a lot of, I don't, I don't think a lot of women can. They, we can practice though. So try. That's, they can practice because practice. I don't think a lot of, I do. I think it's practice. I don't think a lot of women can do that without coming off like a bitch. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, like, or condescending, or you see what I'm saying? Or sarcastic. Where like, then it's bad. But like, I think how you just said it is perfect, but I don't know if I could do it like that. I bet you could. If you really, I think I could, like I'm going to give guy. it a try. <laughs> give it a try later. <laughs> if you like the guy, yeah. Just, how about just shut the fuck up? I want to talk to you. How about that? <laughs> how about you want to try my, my calamari? Do you think it's ever appropriate to end a date 
early if it's just not working. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is a smart way to do that. Help me. You know, help the listener. You know, I know. We've you all know been what? there. You're, look, you're sitting there and you're and you're like, look, I, I gotta tell you. Um, I don't know if you, if you feel this way, but I am, I am, this is not, I, I, isn't this, I would just say, doesn't this feel funky? Like, do you feel like this isn't working? I just, I don't know. I'm feeling funky and I don't want to waste your time. I'm so sorry. I got, I get, this isn't working for me. That's what I would say. Okay. See, that's what I need to practice on. Yes. That's yes. where I need some serious practice. Yeah. I have no problem doing that now. Now, 10 years ago, I would have. Okay. But now I'm like, look, I'm not, I don't want to waste You're your time. You're my role model. Gonna... Yeah, I would just say that. Look, we don't need to waste each other's time. I think that we'd be great friends, and I really like you. And I, I thought this was going to work, but it's not. And you know, I'm sure you have shit to do, and I do too. So please don't be mad, but I gotta go. I have to go That's to it. Target and spend more money than I'm Target. supposed to. <laughs> I got a bikini wax. Who knows? I mean, whatever it is, you can't, you can't waste time. Is too precious. I agree. So that leads right to my next question. If you're on the fence after a first date, should you give it a, a second chance? Yes, that, that's great segue too, because here's the thing. I tell my clients a lot to do this. When you're on the date, take notice of how you're feeling. And then when you get home, because you can't really judge your your like your emotions while you're there while you're in the day on the day in the in the moment because you know it's too exciting and you're too nervous and whatever but when you get home ask yourself like was i nervous did he make me feel comfortable did i enjoy his company or hers you know did, did he talk too much did i talk too much like and then actually take notes like write it down wow, and then give yourself notes. a couple I've never done that yeah like take a reflect jot them down like a little bit reflect like a little that. bit do you know what i'm saying because yes. then you can say to yourself like you know what i was on the fence but here's why and maybe next time i'm going to give it another chance and next time i'm going to take notice again and maybe i'll feel better had you see what i'm saying yes because sometimes I think you can really miss a good opportunity because you're just so um, amped up or you're so, does that make sense? You're so nervous. It really does. Like my partner and I, we went on our first date and it was horrific. It was horrific. horrific. Oh, it was the, we talked for almost a month before we went on our date. Oh, it was too much of a setup, too much time. Too much, too much time, too Ooh, much talk, too okay. much whatever. He okay. showed up at my front door and I was like, no. I was like, where is the guy who I was talking to? I mean, he'll tell you. It was horrific. Like I, I wanted to... I, I wanted to leave. He wanted to leave. He dropped me off. He drove. He's like, I, this is the worst. And as he was driving home, he texted me and said, stop to light. He said, I need a second chance. Can I please Smart have man. a second chance? I mean, I don't know how it happened, but we did. We went again and we're together five years with give or take, you know? So sometimes you just need to. So there is hope that maybe. There is hope. Okay. And I met him on match. I met him on match. Nice. Yes, so you get into that relationship now relationships are a whole new world outside of dating, aren't they, Jennifer? They're just a whole new fun world, especially after divorce. Ooh la la. (sighs) I, of course, have some questions, but just right out of the gate, how can we be smarter? What do you really want to say when it comes to relationships and how can we be smarter? But I have plenty of questions, so. You can ask whatever you want, but I'll tell you, they're difficult and they're not easy. And I think that if we, again, with the expectations, I, I wish that people would just take it take it easier on themselves. Give yourself some grace, right? And know that they're not going to be perfect and they cannot be perfect. And they're going to ebb and flow. And some days you're going to like be totally into this guy or this girl and the next day you're not. And that's okay. And it's okay to fight and argue. It's how you mediate the conflict, how you resolve the conflict. It's how you fight. It's how you communicate. Those are the things that are going to keep you together and um, the longevity of the of the relationship. 
But I think that we, I, at least I grew up thinking it was supposed to be a white picket fence and it was always supposed to be great and perfect and happy and rainbows and sunshine. No, it's not. So, And you talked about at the beginning of this episode how if you mm-hmm. really are comfortable with yourself, yes, like that's the foundation Absolutely. for a, for yeah. a successful relationship is yes. that you have to be comfortable with yourself. Yes. Yes. And you have to also, and look, like, like I said, I don't want you to wait to be perfect, right? We said that comfortable with yourself is exactly right. And your partner too, because and, and what you don't, what you're, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a perfectly imperfect person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm perfectly imperfect. Yes, That's everybody perfectly else. Imperfect. Exactly. And then you're going to meet this other person who's perfectly imperfect Absolutely. and you're going to be perfectly imperfect together Yes, and grow. And that's how yes. it should be. Yes. Right. You know, so. Okay, so here's some here's some questions I have about those early stages of the relationship. Okay. So yes. you meet the guy and you have this great first date, you have a great second date. Oh my gosh, you're so excited. You're just so <laughs> excited. And like you said, you can get like a little too texty or a little too, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, how do yeah. you dial that down? How can you be smart about that? What do you do with all that energy so you don't overwhelm someone because I have, okay. I have been on both sides where I know I'm maybe overwhelming someone a little well, bit. Does he like you? See, this yeah, is yeah, the if part he likes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but then like, I'll get guys that overwhelm me and sometimes okay, that you makes, have to, makes it, yeah. I, I, I've learned to say, these are my boundaries yes. right now. I feel like you're kind of, and I say it in a nice Sadie yes, way, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yes. but it's like, no, you're kind of no, like your limits. Like I can't be texting you all the time. Okay, that's, that's my perfect, boundary. Perfect segue. Okay. Perfect segue okay. because here's the deal. If you, and this is what I, that's perfect. If you were, I feel like guys, I don't want to stereotype. I feel like people set themselves up for failure in relationships by not telling people what they want and expect and in need. a relationship yes. and need. Okay. So if you were to say to your partner before this before, second date, second date, I just want to let you know, I'm not a great texter not a great texter. I love to talk on the phone. I will meet you in person all day long. I've, I'm thinking about you, but I'm not a great texter. Then four days in, four dates in, when he's not texting you back, you're not thinking, oh my God, is it me? Why isn't he texting back? Is he cheating on me? So you're not getting anxious because you know, on date two, he told you, I'm right. not a good texter. Right. It's all about communication, right? So that's yes. exactly what you're saying. So you don't, you wouldn't even have to say anything about the boundaries because he would already, they would already be in place. It has been through dating that I have learned that I need to tell people what I need. You have to. Yes. And I, I even, like you talked about writing things down. I have written down what I need because for so long I didn't know. And, and that's why I would get frustrated because I didn't even know what I was needing. Well, I mean, and if you, if you know what you need, you can tell someone like our kids do, they tell us what they need all the time. Of course. And you know what? You're not, he's not a mind reader. You're not a mind reader. So if you know what you need and you're sitting there, then what happens is you build a resentment because how can you not know? Why doesn't you know what I need? I I just had a conversation last night about all of this. It was so fascinating. Perception. Yeah, with my guy. I was like, wow, we are just different. And and, like, not bad, just different. No, not bad, just different. Right. And that's the thing. I just feel like we set ourselves up for failure because we just, we don't know the, the, the right way to do it. So if someone just told us, like I do, people are always like, oh my God, dating is so hard. You're making it hard. We're making it difficult. People come to me. I'm so frustrated. I'm so angry. No, no, no. You don't have to be frustrated or angry. If, if everyone would just get on the same page and we could all just 
talk to each other and not play games. And have some empathy. And have some empathy. We're all human. We're just human. Oh my gosh, please, with the ghosting and the whatever. Oh, I'm so over that. I can't. Grow up. I I can't. can't. Yeah. Mm -mm. I can't take it. It is so... It is so unnecessary. So unnecessary. unnecessary. So say, say for example, Jennifer, expert relationship coach, I've told a guy, hey, I need this reasonable need, right? We're not talking like climb a mountain for me, but like reasonable, reasonable need. I need this and and it's, and it's not happening. When do we know? Cause this, this is where I have the question, the Oprah moment question. You ever seen that uh, clip of hers where, where she says, my darling, when someone shows you who they are for the yeah, first yes, time. Yes, my Angelou. I, oh my God. Believe oh my God. Them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, gonna she have has it in her I have, I have it written down. Uh, if uh. someone, if they show you who they are, believe them. Right, right. So if they show you that they're never going to be an awesome texter, mm. no matter what you're needing, you cannot accept it or walk yes. away. That's exactly right. Say so, that again so everyone in the back yeah, can hear you. If they say they're what they are, like, I love dogs. And you can't stand dogs. Either you Not accept happening. that That's right. or That's you right. walk away. So why don't we walk away? Because Jennifer? we love the person. We, we love, love the person. We, we love, love We have attachment. Yeah. I mean, and also like there are so many great, but amazing, you can love someone fabulous and things. You be compatible. Yes. You can love someone sad. and they're it just like, I'm, I'm in that position right now with my boyfriend. I love him more than life itself. He is my person. But he, we're in different places in our life. Right. Like we are going to end up going one way or the other. And it's, it's horrible because we just may not be compatible. We just might for the not long be term. In, you were for, for the long term. years. And look, it, it's not that I don't love him or want to be with him. Right. It's that if he's in Charlotte and I'm in Detroit, will it work? I don't know. We have to see. But like, it's just, it's just the way it, it goes. But you cannot change a person. You can't. You can't expect one because then when you do try and change a person and they do try and change, they resent you. And what kind of relationship is that? That could be happy. So if you're not mm-hmm. getting your needs met, that are the, the these are my non-negotiables. If they're non-negotiable. I mean, if they are 100% non-negotiable. I mean, I'm talking like really not, right. like in their neck and they are saying, I'm not going to change. I think a relationship is, a healthy relationship is where I, I some consenting, like, yeah, Absolutely. I can move a little bit this way and yes. you can move a little bit this way. And yes. it's not just your way or my way, but we find our way to the middle. That works for love, me. That works, that for, works me. for me too. It worked for me too. Like my partner um, has a hard time with using his words. Mm. Had a really hard time. And I was like, I need more. I need more words. And he did. He gave me more words. So, and I gave him more of his love. So that worked. You know, I got actually, and we're doing great. So it's like, it just, I think you're exactly right. You need to be able to, to meet in the middle, but if you can't, again, it's like square peg, round hole, you know, it's like, he wants a cat, you want a dog. I mean, what are you going to do? So do you think sometimes we cut things off too quickly because yes. we want someone perfect? <laughs> yes. hundred percent. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. And, but I, I wonder sometimes if that is a defense mechanism, if those, if the people that cut things off too soon because they want something perfect, if they really just don't want a relationship. I love that you said yeah. that. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's that they're not either, they're not ready or they're, they were never ready. They don't want to date. They, they're never going to find anybody because no one's going to be perfect enough. But is that really the story? Is there something within them? Yeah. I have a male friend that just such a great personal story. I have a male friend. We haven't talked in a long time, but he would tell me how he had failed relationship after relationship, after relationship, after relationship. And once I finally learned for myself about attachment styles, being uh, anxious or avoidant or secure, I'm like, I really want to talk to you about 
Do you know what you're attached? You know. Do you know that you're an avoidant attachment style, and I that's why your relationships? Because you're always looking for a perfect person, and she's never coming. Just so you know, you've right. had all these gorgeous queens love you, and they're not enough because you need to heal yourself. And I'm working on that myself. Yes, so I'm, I think you know, we all do. We all have to. Right. And that's the thing, you know your patterns. Like if you have this repeated pattern in your life about people being unavailable or people feeling like you're smothered all the time, that is really even not about the other person. No, it's that's not about, about you. you. That's about Absolutely. you. And that's and it took you, me a long time to realize yes, that too. And you need to work on that. Absolutely. Or you're you're you always gonna be searching. Right. Oh. right. And if you don't, it's gonna you're right. It's just gonna keep happening. You're just gonna be finding the same person over and over again and you're gonna it's never gonna work. It's funny. I'm trying to teach my kids, they're teenagers, but 19 and 20 and 18 and 20. And I'm trying to teach them about attachment styles now so that they can figure out what they're, what, so that they can have good relationships. Cause it's hard. It's not easy. It's, it's, it takes work on both ends. You know, one thing that I have really learned through dating for the last three and a half years is dating has taught me so much about myself. I love that. And when you have a partner that is open to exploring themselves along with yourself, there is so much growth. So much growth. It is so powerful. I agree. Yes, I Be do Be open agree. to growing and changing Absolutely. yourself instead of focusing on this other person changing for you. I, that is what my biggest takeaway in the last year of dating. I am all about growing myself and yep. showing up more for myself so that I can have the type it of relationships that I do. want. Yeah. It took me a long time to figure that out. And then when I did, I was like a different person. But you know what? Some people aren't okay with that. Some people around you won't be okay with you growing and they won't, they won't like the new version of you, but who cares? Let them go. And you might outgrow some people when you're growing and that's, that can be sad. Like you're talking about with your, yeah, Yeah. but it's okay. Like, you know, also we have to be okay with letting go and being appreciative. Like, wow, I had this five-year relationship or what, however long it was and you grew and I grew and we still have love for each other. And if we don't, you know, like for me, I'm polyamorous, so Right. I have that fluidity where you right. can love more than one go. person besides me. Right, 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 right. But if you're monogamous and you need to move on, trust yeah. that you are going to get to the next layer of love. Like, yeah. how can we trust the process better? Let's end I on know. that. Let's Gosh, end on that. I, I mean, honestly, it's just, I don't know why, but it, it, maybe we don't trust ourselves is the problem. We need to trust the process and trust in ourselves that we're going to be okay when we let go, right? Because for me, it's a lot of, it's always been a lot of, I'm a people pleaser, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm working on that too, which is funny. that's part of having coach. an anxious attachment, though. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, because so we're I'm conditioned worried, to think right. we had to do that to be loved. Yes, yes. Yeah. so I'm always worried about the other person. Like, is he going to be okay? Right. Is he going to be all right when I leave? Trust the process. Trust the process. You got to trust the process. It's hard. It's hard. And then, okay, I, I, we have to end with some levity. How can we get smarter about all of this and have more fun? I gotta tell you, I think dating is, people are like, oh my God, dating is the worst. I think it's fun. I think dating is fun. I think, I remember going on, on dates and like, and loving dating. Like I was good at it. I showed up and I was like, I was really good at dating. And you want to know why? Because I loved it and I was positive and I, I could talk to a wall. So for me, I didn't, I didn't care. I was like, you know, if the guy doesn't like me, who gives a shit? Like it's just showing up and being positive and having a great energy and a vibe and owning who you are and loving who you are. And the negativity will literally suck the life out of you. Right. Right. So if you, my, my takeaway is if you're not feeling it, don't do it. Don't date, take a break. Sit and then hire a coach. Yeah. (laughs) And to quote one of our favorite colleagues, coach T Anthony, start focusing on more fun and not the one because you are the one darling. Don't you love that guy? Yes. He's hilarious. Okay. I know. 
Jennifer, this has been everything I hoped it would be. The perfect first date. Listener, you have to find Jennifer Hurwitz. She has so much rich wisdom and humor on her Instagram page, on her website. She has videos. She has books. She's a coach. She has over 200 podcast episodes of her own on her own podcast, Doing Relationships Right. Jennifer, the listener needs to meet you. How can he or she do that? So easy. Um, JenniferHerbitz.com. Everything is there. And I'm doing relationships right on Instagram. And thank you. I love you, darling. I love you. I think you're fabulous. And I, I'm so um, honored to be here with you today. Thank you for having me. All right. I thank you for you. all those smart tips. All right, listener. Let's date smarter, baby. Here we go. All right, now you can see why I call Jennifer the closer of dating coaches. She showed up for you today. I loved all those tips. I mean, talk about a treasure trove of tips. I don't know about you, but I already feel like a smarter dater already, which makes it the perfect time to share a tip to happiness with you. Say these tips to happiness. Jennifer's humor was such an inspiration for today's tip to happiness. But before I share my tip, I want to remind you that I have a free download on my website, Sadie's Eight Tips to Happiness. I want you to go and treat yourself to that today. You can find it at divorcedandhappy.net. We can all use as much happy as possible, right? Well, today's tip to happiness is this. When it comes to dating smarter, in addition to doing everything that Jennifer said today, I also want you to find the funny. I want you to not take yourself so seriously when you're dating. Otherwise, you, my friend, you're going to crash and you're going to burn. Really, you're going to burn out. Dating is a marathon, okay? So I want you along the way to give yourself some reprieve and find the funny. I mean, we humans are quirky and at times just quite ridiculous. So when you have those embarrassing moments on a date, I say roll with it. For example, I am a klutz. I am. And sometimes when I get nervous or when I'm really excited, I get even more clumsy and awkward. It's just a thing for me. It's just part of who I am. And I remember clearly on a date a while back, I was I was really excited to meet this guy and I had done everything Jennifer said not to do on a first date. I had, you know, I had my blowout, I had my makeup on point, I had this great outfit, these heels, and I walked into the bar, spotted my date at a table and unbeknownst to me, there was a step. Yeah, I missed, I completely missed the step and I tripped and fell to the ground and I fell really hard. Like it hurt. And he, this guy, he was so shocked and I was pretty horrified, but also it was, it was, it was pretty damn funny. And as a bonus, it was an amazing story to tell my girlfriends after the fact. There was no second date with this guy, but it was okay. But in the moment I I had to laugh it off or I was going to cry because it, yeah, it really hurt. We have to laugh at ourselves. So I want you when you're journaling, like Jennifer suggested, when you're writing down what you liked about your date, I want you to also write down what was kind of funny and silly and playful about the date too. Taking yourself less seriously in life in general, but especially especially around dating will lead you, in my opinion, to so much more happiness, I promise. So just remember to treat yourself to finding the funny while you're dating smarter after divorce. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and be sure to subscribe, rate, and of course, review the podcast. And I want you to be part of this playful life after divorce community by following me on Instagram and Facebook at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. 
Be sure to also visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net, to download Sadie's Eight Tips to Happiness, and you'll also find all of my podcast episodes on my website as well. If you found value in today's episode, or if you've been listening to the podcast for some time now, consider being an official sponsor. Just email contact at divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about this tasty opportunity. And speaking of tasty, you can also treat me to a cup of coffee. It's simple. Just visit buymeacoffee.com backslash Sadie Marie, and you can buy me a cup or two online, and I think Thank you in advance for your support. Again, I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I look forward to connecting with you on the next spicy episode. Until then, be sure to treat yourself to some delicious Act 2 fun.